Good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you tonight. We're experiencing, experiencing things that are unprecedented in our lifetime, and I would like to offer some thoughts that are comforting in moments like these. First, let's pray and ask God to be with us and guide us one day at a time. Dear Lord, we praise you for your great love and care for each one of us. Help us to look to you as our source of strength, for when we are weak, you are strong. Your ways are far above ours, and we know you see the total picture of all that is happening around us. Lord, guide us through this difficult time that we're experiencing, and help us to trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to begin by reading our focus verse for the week, in which God offers comfort to us all comfort that we can pass on to others. I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 in the New Living Translation. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. There have been many times in my life when God offered comfort to me during a difficult time. As I tell you about one such example, understand that this same God offers you this same comfort, which then you can pass on to those around you. This took place in the summer of 1981. My husband Clancy and I had been married for 13 years and lived just down the road from my in-laws on land that had been part of the Pierce family farm. In between, Clancy's two sisters and their families lived. His younger brother still lived at home and his older brother lived about four miles away, so it was a very close family. During the beginning of August, the entire family traveled together to a reunion in the mountains of Southwest Virginia. And I remember that my father-in-law did not have his normal appetite. That was unusual because as with many farming families, good food and hearty meals were a regular part of their day. At that time, for most of the family, church and God were not a major part of our lives. Only my husband's sister, Jean, attended church regularly. From time to time, his mother indicated that they used to go to church and occasionally we sat on the porch and sang hymns together while I played the guitar. One day, shortly after traveling to the reunion, two friends of ours came to visit to tell us about their new life in Jesus. We had previously attended church with them, but had drifted away. They explained to us how we could have a closer relationship with God by receiving his spirit. I had never heard this message before, and I believe God was preparing me for what was to come. Later that same day, we received the news that my father-in-law had advanced stage cancer that had already spread to his internal organs. Within weeks, he was hospitalized, but there was nothing that could be done. He became very bitter and angry. When we went to visit, he turned toward the wall and would not talk to us. It was a devastating time for the whole family. 
my husband's older sister, Jean, contacted a Pentecostal minister because she remembered the relationship that he had once had with God. I don't think Clancy remembered it because he was too young when he had gone to church with them. So the minister, Brother Porter, went to the hospital and prayed with my father-in-law. The next time Clancy and I went to visit my father-in-law, he was completely different. He was happy, peaceful, and he was comforting us even as he lay dying. This was the most dramatic transformation I've ever seen. I didn't know what had happened to him at the time, but I did know that whatever he had received, I wanted it too. I later learned that God had refilled my father-in-law with the Comforter, the Spirit, just as described in the book of Acts. He was no longer the same man I had known for the last 16 years. Instead of being bitter and angry, he was comforting everyone and helping us cope with the situation at hand. Because he had been comforted by God, he could pass that comfort on to us. My father-in-law passed away in the middle of September, about a month after he was diagnosed. That was the beginning of my search for God to show himself real to me. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This leads me to believe if anyone will sincerely ask God to show himself real to them, God will respond. And Deuteronomy 4.29 says, But from there you will search again for the Lord your God, and if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. For me, once I saw God in action, saw what he could do, saw how he could comfort, I set out to search until I knew this God for myself. Thinking back, I can clearly see how God used this time of sorrow to completely change the direction of my life. So maybe you're not sure about the reality of God, or you already know God, but want to draw closer to him. Now, with so much uncertainty all around us, it's the perfect time to ask God to do something that speaks to you, that shows you he is there, that he is real, and that he can be a comfort no matter the situation. It's a life-changing thing to clearly see God's hand at work in your life. And we don't have to know what God's plan is in order to know that he does have a plan. Repeatedly in my life, God has shown me that his plan is far better than any I could make on my own. As we go through this challenging time, there are going to be moments when we do not know where to turn or what to do. During those times, I challenge you to turn to God's word for comfort. Consider the following scriptures. One of my favorites is Psalm 61 verses one and two. And for this one, I just had to use the King James Version because that's what I was used to. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
Another favorite is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And then Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 46 offers a lot of us for us to think about. God is our refuge and strength. Aren't we looking for that right now? Refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. And this is a time of trouble. So when we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of God, the sacred home of the Most High. God wants us to have joy. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. We can know that we're safe in God's hands. The nations are in chaos. Their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Yes, there is trouble, but God is here. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. There's all kinds of things going on in the world. But God says, be still and know that I am God. Listen for his voice. He will speak to you. Okay. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. So as we take time to be still and to meditate on God, on his power, we can be comforted knowing that he is in control. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9 says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Isaiah 41.10 tells us, don't be afraid for I am with you. What a comfort to know that God is with us. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And now Psalm 91. Uh, as I was preparing this lesson, my daughter Melody came and said that this is a, a chapter that helps has helped her tremendously with the trials that they've gone through recently. And it was a comfort 
Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection, nor the disaster that strikes at midday, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold up you up with their hands, and you won't even hurt your, hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample among, among lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble, and I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. I suggest that you also spend time, and we probably have a lot more of that right now, spend time in the word and in prayer, in praise and in song. Seek his face and put your life in his hands. Through praise, you will feel God's presence and the more you praise and communicate with God, the more he will comfort you. He is the source of all comfort. Consider these lyrics from one of my favorite songs in Moments Like These by David Graham. Many times I found comfort by singing this song. The longer I sang, the more I felt his presence, the more I felt his comfort. In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my hands. I lift up my hands to the Lord, singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we've spent together with you. Help us to meditate on the precious treasures that you have for us today, specifically for the gift of your comfort. Once we have received your comfort, help, to, help us to pass it on to others when they are troubled. Let us see the opportunities to offer comfort that are all around us. And finally, from number six, verses 24 to 26, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. The Lord, may he show you his favor and give you peace. Amen.